WSQ of your life here with Epic Talk. Go for it. <laughs> she live. We're live. Oh What's up? Welcome back, Melissa, baby. Thank you. You've got a you. real, very attractive lady here today. Oh. Yes, I got nothing is. more to yes, say is. because I can just throw out the adjectives left and right. All right. <laughs> go for it, folks. Here you go. Happy Blink Radio. Yes, happy Tuesday, everyone. I'm super excited because this is the first radio show, Epic Talks radio show of the year. We're here at WSQF 94.5 Blink Radio Station. And I'm super excited because I have an incredible, amazing human being here, Lauren, the networking queen of Miami. Welcome, welcome, love. Thank you for being here so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm like, I hear myself. I'm like, is it too loud? Is it going to go red line on these speakers? No, you sound great. (laughs) You're in the meter. You are absolutely perfect. Oh, yes. excellent, excellent. Because I know I can be a little loud. I'm Italian. Well, go for it. <laughs> be yourself. That's one of my favorite things about you is your personality. In any room that you enter, you just light it up. Aww, and and I'm just excited, you know, to have this interview because I know uh, it's going to impact a lot of people that are listening and somebody there might be one person that really needs to listen to this message today mm, at least one that's yes that's absolutely one person every it, takes, day, right? it takes one person right and then it turns into a domino effect yes. so we're going to be talking about your successes your failures mm. you know everything that you you got to go through in order to become yes. who you are today right yeah things don't happen to us they happen for, for us, us. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you have a lot of major accomplishments, and I'm so proud of yourself. I love seeing women thriving and, and really stepping up into their power, into their greatness, and mm-hmm. you're definitely one of them. You're an attorney. You're a serial entrepreneur. You have multiple businesses. You have the, the networking company, Ma- Maverick Networking. Networking Maverick. Networking Maverick, and then Women's of Success, which you recently launched. Yes, Women for Success. Uh, yes, absolutely. So I want to start first with, you know, you're, you're, tell us a little bit about who Lauren is. Oh, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for uh, it. Well, I mean, for me, I'm just someone that wants to uplift and empower and bring joy to the world, bring more confidence, more money to women, more millionaires and billionaire women, especially. Uh-huh. Uh, I do that through many ways. So I always say, no matter what I'm doing, I'm helping you build and protect your Queendom. <laughs> Queendom? Yes. Because yes, we got kingdoms, we got the queendoms, and all the kings, queens, and non-binary royalty are welcome I in love my that. queendom. Yes. And as a lawyer, so I've been a lawyer for a decade now, which mm-hmm. is crazy. I uh, started out, you know, in, in, I would say, quote unquote, big law, working outside counsel for Fortune 100 companies. And, you know, I had all the check marks. Mm -hmm. I did all the things throughout my life, like all the goals I had. Mm -hmm. Went to Oxford, had the fellowship, got into University of Miami Law School, graduated top of my class, got the the big law job, check, check, check. Mm -hmm. And I still wasn't feeling fulfilled. Yes. Right? Yes. And I think a lot, that happens to a lot of us Mm because we're we're working so hard for these goals. Mm -hmm. And when you get there, you're like, man... This doesn't feel like I thought it would. Yeah. You're just running through like, oh, I worked for Fortune 100 companies. Like, (laughs) like, really? That's a major accomplishment. And tell us a little bit about that. Like, what was your journey to get there? Because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of women in law that that's one of their goals and dreams. And how did that happen? 
Yeah, well, it didn't happen overnight, uh-huh. that's for sure. <laughs> Nothing does. It's one of those things where when I was really young, I really wanted to be um, an actress, actually, which is hilarious. I, I can see that. You can see, you can see I it can a little totally bit. I can totally see that. A little bit of an I can't do a much for that. <laughs> I was like, I might be an actress. Like, I love Jim Carrey. I used to quote lines when I was younger. Um, and we moved around a lot. So we moved around the country 15 times growing up. My dad ran hotels and resorts, not what, the military. But <laughs> where, where did you like? Where did you live? Uh, well, I was born in Texas. Okay. And so I've lived in Texas, Hawaii, California, Missouri, Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, and Illinois, and well, then different cities in each of those states. Okay. And how did that impact you growing up? It was rough, actually. Um, you know, I think sometimes people see military kids, hotel kids, mm-hmm. whatever, and we're always the new kid, right? Like yeah. That's, we're always the new kid in school. Some people are like, oh, it's so cool. Like, I see TV shows, and they're like, oh, the new kid's so cool. Yeah. It was never like that for me, <laughs> I don't know, growing up. And it's probably because I was a new girl, but I was also tall. Like, you can't tell because I'm sitting now, but I'm, <laughs> I'm an Amazon queen. Yes, uh, you are. <laughs> and so I was tall. I've always been curvy, but back then they just called you big, right? And yeah. it was called, like, the marshmallow, stuff like that. And so it was like the trifecta for bullying. Mm. And it was one of those things where at one of the schools I remember I, I started and I was like, oh, this is going to be the new queendom, mm-hmm, new school, mm-hmm. who this, go yeah. in with my Catholic school white press shirt. And I walk in and someone just screamed like, look at that marshmallow. Wow. And everyone started laughing and I was like, oh, it's just going to be another bullying. Yeah. And I ate lunch in the bathroom for two weeks. Wow. Just because I didn't want to <clears throat> just face the bullying and, like, accept that this is going to happen again. Yeah. And that leads you to some dark periods, right? Absolutely. I, I'm a true believer. Actually, I know that if you would have been in my high school, we would have been best friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I, I can guarantee I that, you know? So do you think that you created all of the success because of all that darkness that you went through, you know, and, and you're, like, wanting to prove to others, like, no, I'm strong, I'm I'm... I'm amazing like it doesn't matter what you go through things happen for you right and let me prove to myself and to others that whatever you say doesn't it doesn't matter exactly exactly like some people say water (laughs) off a duck's back kind of thing like it just flows off of you Mm -hmm. for me it's all about your mess is your message yes right your struggles are your strengths Uh and it took me a while to figure that out you know when I went through that dark period I actually, you know, attempted suicide mm-hmm. when I was younger, and once I survived that, I had this renewed drive for life. Like, yeah. I really, really wanted to just survive and figure out what was going on with my mental health, why. I definitely want to tap into that a, a little more in, into the interview once we get into the personal yeah, stuff, yeah, and yeah. I'm a true believer that your your darknesses would lead you to your successes exactly you know and and I, I want you to take me a little bit through like how did you get hired by fortune 100 companies oh well so the confidence you see before yeah. you now uh-huh. which came from all of that uh-huh. i think <clears throat> you i set myself up for long-term goals mm-hmm. at 14 i started working toward being a lawyer for fortune 100 companies what made you what age were you like i want to become a lawyer and what was the reason for it I think it was around, four, I want to say 14, it was high school. Okay. I joined debate team. Okay. And I was crushing it, and I, I really enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, man, this brings together my acting kind mm-hmm. of, like, drive, background, memorization, and I like to talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and Obviously. Yes. That's what radio's for. And exactly. she's amazing at it, too. <laughs> and that was really when I looked at the path forward, and I said, you know, I think I really want to be 
a high-powered, you know, lawyer, an attorney, and whether that goes, you know, whatever that's going to go into, the goal is work my way up, go to business school. So I did mm-hmm. international business and finance undergrad. The goal was to get to Oxford to do a legal fellowship wow. there, which I got. And then building that resume, I went to University of Miami School of Law down here, which was a goal. And if you don't have the vision laid out and you don't have your goals laid out, mm. I'm, you know, there are some people I know that kind of went through life and just as it came at them, mm. handling the fires. Yes. And luckily for me, I went through a bunch of leadership programs that mm-hmm. were basically like, hey, you know, plan out your next 15 years. Wow. And a lot of the other kids were like, I'm going to get married or I'm going to have this. And I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. And I'm (laughs) (laughs) you were specific. I was very specific of like, I want to go to this school. I want to get this program. I want to get this degree. I want to travel. I want to do, you know, get I've lived in multiple different countries as well and worked in Santiago, Chile. Oh, wow. And um, Australia and all of those places. So all these steps were to the goal Uh and I think my drive was just so focused that everything else you know I did extracurriculars I had friends I did I was an all-sport athlete growing up actually yeah Yeah. what sports Um, did you play my favorite ones uh volleyball basketball and track and field yes I actually did those three well I was horrible at track and field but I did basketball volleyball yes (laughs) yeah I was all county volleyball and basketball and then I went to states for uh discus wow so I did all of that so I had all my extracurriculars but that was always like just fun things to get on the resume to show leadership building, team building, goals. And once you get into the legal field, so pass the bar first time, thank goodness. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Which is a me. huge goal. Yes, absolutely. Wait a second, that requires extending a week. Yeah! <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, that was definitely a huge, huge goal because if you don't get the first time, mm. it sets back your plan. Yes. And so I was able to get past the bar, thank God. Only a third, I think, of the people were like 60% passed or something in Florida. Mm-hmm. So that was huge. And then when I got into the big law role in the interview process, they one of the things they said stood out, not just my resume, but my personality. Of course. And, <laughs> <laughs> when doesn't? I yeah, wasn't wearing yeah, crowns right. back then. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, they said they really thought that I would do well as a team. And that's something my father, who ran resorts and hotels, had taught me, like how to network, how to make friends how to project confidence, how to interview, because I think that's a skill, actually, that a lot of people don't develop a muscle. They don't they don't really develop. And yeah. that's how you get into it. And then if you don't have the background, though, you could have all the personality in the world. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you're not going to get there. Yeah, and then that led you to getting hired by Fortune 100 companies. You weren't fulfilled there, and you made the decision to basically start your own boutique law yes, firm, correct? Yes. Was that a difficult decision to make? It was really difficult, actually. I remember thinking in that period of time, there were a lot, um, and it's not really spoken about, I think, outside the legal circles, but a lot of people that pass the bar, become lawyers, or go to law school, only a third really practice, Mm, like, long-term. There's a huge um, movement of leaving law behind and just using your degree in different, like, C-suite executives, because it's a doctorate, so you could be... No, and a lot of partners seek you in kind contribution to the business is your legal knowledge. Correct. Wow. Right. And you yes. become partners you become without partner. having to put up the money because they need your brain. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So a lot of people leave the legal field, especially litigation. So litigation is what I was in. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's beautiful. That's a yeah. beautiful talent. I love. Yeah, it's I love show, it. showtime. <laughs> showmanship. That's what I mean. You're, you're showmanship. You're on. And that's what I love. But it's definitely a male-dominated field as well. Mm-hmm. And for women, if you want to have families, if you want to get married, it's one of those things where long-term... You have to think about what are your goals again, because, Mm -hmm. you know, there are women that 
you have limits. You have yes. limits on what you can do. And so the field is not forgiving mm -hmm. of that. And it tends to be that women get not, I wouldn't say necessarily pushed out, uh -huh. but it's like a natural, like, do you want to have a family uh -huh. or do you want to be a lawyer? Wow. Basically. And so for me, I wanted to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm in, like, I'm not, I'm not having kids or anything. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in to win. I'm in it to win it. But I sat with myself and I was like, man, did I go through this last 15 years of my life? And do I not want to be a lawyer? Else. Yeah. Do I not want to yeah. be a lawyer anymore? Do I want to work for someone else? Do I want to work for myself? And a couple of my girlfriends actually sat me down and they were like, I know what it is. You need to be your own boss. I was like, that's so true. So I went to my best friend. Her name is um, Carolina Leva. Mm -hmm. She was my best friend in law school. Her, She actually introduced me to my husband because it's okay. her cousin. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Thank you, Carolina. Family, yeah. Thank you, Carolina. <laughs> Shout out to my work wife. Um, and I said, you know, we always talked about launching a law firm when we were like 60 years old and we've gone through it. But I'm thinking I'm going to do it now. Absolutely. Why now, wait? Now is Why how. Wait? Yes. Right. Now, is, now is how. That's how we Absolutely. do it. And she thought about it for a little bit. And she was like, let's do this together. Uh-huh. Let's, let's form this business. So she does the family law side. That was her area. And I do the business law side, like outside general counsel and everything. Mm -hmm. And we did it together. So it's a little less scary when you're doing it with someone else. Uh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> when someone else is like, yeah, this is a great idea. Let's do this. Like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. No, I, I love that. And you have that support. And if you have, like, any questions, you have that your partner, exactly. too. And I know it must have been super scary, you know, because... I, but I believe you had massive success immediately, correct? Yeah. How long ago did you start your private law firm? We're in our seventh year now. Wow. I know. We were. We had our annual meeting. We're like, oh my god, seven years. Time goes by so fast. So fast. I think yeah. When I first met you, you were only three years in. Yeah. You were yeah. just a, a baby for just still a baby, to start. a baby business. <laughs> <laughs> a baby business. What has been um, the greatest lesson? for you that you can share with with the community of like you know leaving that paycheck to paycheck something that is secure mm -hmm. right to then having a dream and actually going all in and creating the success you you have now Oof. well one of the biggest things i think is just not giving up on yourself mm. right like never my mom always said do you remember that person that gave up Neither does anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, that's beautiful. Right? Yeah. And that just gave me goosebumps. Right? <laughs> and so you just don't give up on yourself. And at the time, we thought, you know what? We saved up six months of runway. We're going to give this a six-month go. We don't have a mortgage. We don't have kids at the time, right? Yeah. And um, and we said, let's do it. Let's go all in on ourselves and bet on ourselves because, yeah, everyone, everyone said, oh, you're giving up the big law paycheck. You know, you're not... You're not able to have that bag anymore. And I'm like, well, the bag isn't secure if someone else is holding it. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You need to secure your own bag. And that's having your own business, your own lines of money, your own income streams um, that you're controlling. Mm -hmm. And I didn't give up on myself. And I think one of the major reasons we had so much success was networking. Absolutely. Yep. Networking. Let's go. That's why the networking matters. Now you met the queen of networking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I want to actually, you know, let's let's segue into that, right? Oh, yeah. uh, the power of building relationships, which is the reason you and I met. Yes. So I like she's the networking queen, and so am I. So you got yes. two badass networking queens That's here right. in uh, in Miami. You know. So let's talk about the power of networking and oh. tell me why did you start? Um, you know, the networking maverick. Yeah, well, so building relationships is what it's all about, mm -hmm. right? I know that there's a lot of, in sales, I think there's something different where they say ABC always be closing, 
right? That's a salesy thing. For me, for networking, when I think of building relationships, always be connecting, mm. right? That's the ABC. And when you meet someone like you and I met and you instantly vibe. So there's all the kings, queens, non-binary, royalty. Like there's enough for multiple of us. There's not mm-hmm. just one. We're all our own queendoms. You yeah, know? absolutely. And you have to network authentically and not see people as money signs and I also don't like um, when I first started networking for my own business I started noticing in Miami people do the spray and pray method where what, have you that? ever heard of that uh-uh. where they have their business cards they spray their business cards out okay and they pray someone calls back that's the worst thing you could do the worst, <laughs> the worst thing because you know I, I think it's a they're taught sales as a numbers game which mm-hmm. it is but not in that way yes if you're networking I always say Focus on meeting less people mm-hmm. and building a deeper relationship. Yes, and adding value. Adding, always add value. Yes. How can you, I think Gary Vee is the one that said give, 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 mm-hmm. right? Give, 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 and then you get a get. Yes. But you have to be giving and giving and giving because that's how, number one, you build trust, mm-hmm. right? If I'm doing something for you and it's not, there's no strings attached. I'm just, I can make an introduction. I can open a door. Uh-huh. I can speak your name in a room full of opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's going to build trust with you because you're going to say, wow, she really does you know, respect me, she really does like me, she really does like my business, she believes in, in my business and uh-huh. what we're doing, and then you get the giver's game. Yes. Right? Back at you. So that's yes. why you have to focus on adding value. What are three uh, three networking nuggets that you could share with the community? Ooh, a mm-hmm. nugget. Golden nuggets, Golden I nuggets. <laughs> queen nuggets. The queen nuggets. <laughs> yeah, it's the queen size nuggets. Yes. Uh, well, number one is I would focus on quality over quantity. So mm. when I go into an event, no matter whether it's a big, you know, thousands of people at a conference or it's an intimate dinner, mm. I always think I want to make three new friends, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just three new friends. And that's it. Because as I'm an ambivert, actually, you might not think that I'm introverted because <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh my God, Lauren, you're so extroverted. I'm a, I consider myself an ambivert where I go to these events, but then I'm going to cocoon and you won't see me for a while <laughs> okay. to get my energy back. Okay. And so I think a lot of introverts get overwhelmed by networking because they think I have to meet everyone here. I have to talk to everyone. Got it. And that's not it. You just have to quality meet three time, new friends. Yeah. You, you, pick, you pick your quality time and you go yeah. for it. Exactly. You, know, you, 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 meet a, you find a match, and I think Melissa says this all the time, that which, when you meet the match inside the networking event, concentrate on having a quality conversation with them. Yes. And sometimes that takes up the whole night, and before you know it, the event's <laughs> over. Exactly. But you did the right thing because you actually met. That make contact yeah. exactly and that's and so that would be my second nugget is choosing the right events to go to mm. so i think you should always you know have a buffet of events you try out mm-hmm. but then you stick to the ones that match your goals what you want your values as a person and the people and the quality of people you're meeting Absolutely. um and then you go to those that's why i love epic talks and what you do because i feel like the quality of people that go are amazing mm-hmm. you're always so interesting the people you meet and i love the thing you do with the um, playing cards Yes. To try to get encourage people to meet each other mm-hmm. and like match their playing cards, which yes, is nice. Absolutely. But you have to make sure you're limiting you only have so much time, you mm-hmm. only have so much energy, so don't spend it on events that aren't serving you. Mm-hmm. And your ROI doesn't have to be money necessarily you get from those events, but what are the connections you're getting from it? What are the friendships you're getting from mm-hmm. it? What is the information? Maybe your value is more education and support more mm-hmm. than business. Yeah. And look at that ROI after six months and say Okay, the ones that aren't serving me anymore, they're there. I can still support my friends if they're a friend event and go uh-huh. to some of them, but I'm going to invest my time and energy in other events. So that would be my second big tip. And then the third big tip is follow up. 
Yes. Follow, follow, follow. The money's up. in the follow up. Yes, the fortune <laughs> is in the follow up, yes. queens. That's yes. where your coffers are going to fit. Yeah, from. let the other person know that you're persistent and you're not going to let them down. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. You're, you're going to follow up, you're going to be with it. And you, that's about integrity too, mm -hmm. right? Like if you can connect them, even if it's just a follow up and say, hey, heard this podcast, was thinking of you in our conversation or was thinking of you and what you're mm -hmm. doing. That makes them think, oh, wow, they really do keep me top of mind. They really do value our friendship and what we're doing. So it's, it's something simple like that. It doesn't have to be a follow up like, hey, you know, $5,000 today. You can yeah, get, yeah. Right? It can just be something like, oh, I have an event coming up. You want to be my guest? Mm -hmm, Here's mm -hmm. a podcast I listened to that I thought was great. Stuff mm -hmm. like that. So if you follow up, and you let them know, hey, I'm here to stay. You can trust me. Absolutely. Yeah, re uh, reciprocating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so powerful because what? there's a lot of things that I haven't been able to do specifically with that person. Mm -hmm. But just to let them know that I appreciated their friendship, I've reciprocated by sending them business or a contact. And they go, wow, Manny came up on my radar screen again, yeah. even though I didn't hire you or engage you business-wise just because the opportunity didn't lend itself but then they hear my name through someone else, and that client becomes a, something of value, and then I reciprocate. It's all I can do. Me costó nada. Yeah, exactly. And, Just and, a connection. And it's yeah. important also to ask the person you're speaking to, how how can I support you with whatever mm. pro passion project you have going on? What is your biggest need? Mm. Right? And when you ask somebody what's their biggest need, that's specific. Yeah. Oh, well, this is what I'm looking for. Um, you know, support with more leads or support with funding or support with connecting with a business attorney or, you know, yes. and, and they won't forget that. And a secret that I use for the follow-up is I always take a video the next day of oh. the people that really um, impacted me or someone that needed my support. And I'm like, hey, Lauren, Melissa Wagi oh, here. It was yeah. so nice meeting you last night at Epic Talks. Um, I know you mentioned that you ne needed support with a, B, and C, um, this is who I have for you. Mm -hmm. Let's stay connected in whatever other event you have going on that you think would add value to both of us. Send me an invite. Yeah, like I that, remember you doing that. You yeah. said it on Instagram sometimes too. Like yeah. On, yes, it's, I love that you do that. Oh my goodness. And then people, when you send that to them, they're like, this is so awesome. Thank you so much for thinking of me. They don't forget that. Yeah. People will never makes forget how you make them feel, yes. right? Yes, um, my Angelou. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, my Angelou. And basically... It's so important to f make people feel that they're important. Yes. You know? And another trick that I use is because I'm getting so many phone numbers from people at, you know, different oh, events. I'm sure. So I take a picture <laughs> with them and then I text yes. it to them. Yes. That way, when they're messaging me or I message them, boom, their picture is right there. It's a great, that's a great trick. I love doing that too. Yeah. Especially if you really like the person, you're like, I need to remember this person's face and you're meeting so many people at an event. I love that trick. I Abs think it's amazing. Absolutely. And so I know you have a couple of uh, networking events, like the Networking Maverick. I believe you. You hosted, was it a virtual event that you had or was that for Women's of Success? So um, I, my first event ever for Networking Maverick was pre-pandemic. 160 women came together for Women Lead Miami. And that was like the first big event we had. Okay. But then during the pandemic, Women for Success had a month-long virtual conference. Okay. Is that the one you're talking about? No. So so oh, okay. my question to you is this. Uh, with the Networking Maverick one, for those women out there or, or gentlemen that are listening that would want to have their own virtual event with thousands of people from mm. around the world listening. Uh, what's Where can they start? You know, because a lot of people Oof. are like, I don't know where to start. How do I get hundreds of people to listen to me? Your message matters. I don't care if you have one person listen to you or 10,000 people listening to you. Your message matter, yes. matters if there's one person that you can impact their life. 
That's it. You know what I mean? That's that's all you need. Yeah. So how how would you tell people like, hey, if you want to start a virtual event, this is what you do? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is really be committed mm-hmm. to it because hosting a really big virtual event is not an uh, easy undertaking because people think it's easier because it's not in person, so you don't have to have the venue, the setup. And it's less, I would say, costly in dollars maybe, Mm -hmm. but it's more time-consuming because there's a lot more in the back end with systems you need to learn. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so you need to be either become very familiar or delegate it and hire someone (laughs) that's familiar with those systems to help you run the conference. There's a lot of groups out there that will help you put together the platforms, like Hey Summit is one of the really popular ones now. Um, where it provides a lot of the back ends to help you with your speakers, coordination, the times. I think it integrates with Zoom. Okay. So a lot of people like that because then everyone has a Zoom at this point now. Uh-huh. So you don't have to have your own other platform. But just get really familiar with the systems and the different offerings that are out there or hire someone that's going to be part of your team creating okay. it. I think that's the, the big first one. And then if you are committed and you do have that, the biggest next thing, and I think the overall thing is, what is the reason you're hosting that event Mm. right you need to have a very cohesive reason of like what what value am i bringing that's Mm -hmm. different from all these other events out there what's my point of view that's different and why am i doing this what's my purpose because if you don't have the purpose driven mentality behind Uh it you're either going to create something that's just kind of like a money grab or to bring people together and people aren't necessarily going to understand what is the reason i'm attending this event Mm -hmm. because we have so many virtual events now yes absolutely there's so many opportunities so what sets you apart and what are you going to bring that's different is it going to be your speakers is it the point of view is it the value you're bringing is it networking in person that's going to connect you with the virtual event what what is different out there because even with hosting live events Mm -hmm. that's the same it's a very similar thing what are you doing different because people have limited time and money Mm -hmm. so why are they going to spend that and invest it with you absolutely i think those are big big things so for anyone listening that wants to start a virtual event uh, a company that would help with it would be hey summit hey summit is i think the really popular one right now and i believe you had over 100 speakers correct yeah we had over 100 speakers 60 days uh, so was it every single day it was four times a day four times a week i think is what it was oh Something my like goodness that. yeah so we had speakers from all over the world we had attendees from all over the world we raised six thousand dollars for women for success gave out the grants and scholarships and that's why we were able to start women for success nonprofit. Um, and now our mission is really to bring more grants, opportunities to women, education, free tools and resources, and business showers. Yes. <laughs> well, explain up. that one. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was interesting from a man's perspective. Business shower. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's coming up. That's coming yeah, up. We're going to be oh, sharing. Oh, it's, it's tidy. We're going to be right. sharing some nuggets. Cool. <laughs> so from those 100 speakers that you had in 60 days, what is maybe – something that you could see that is uh similar between all of them because i know you Mm. if there are a hundred speakers they were amazing speakers because i know who you are i know the quality of people that you surround yourself with and i know you're not just going to put any speaker on there yes what is something that you would say that they all had in common so for me i wanted to make sure all of our speakers had a common value of uplifting these women Mm. so whenever i interviewed the speaker i said you know what's your values in your business and what are your goals and if if within anything they said 
didn't authentically come out something about I love supporting women or uplifting women or you know you know things that because it's not just women supporting women mm. we need kings supporting queens as well right yes. like my husband Sebastian huge shout out to the hubs <laughs> hi hubby hi hubby <laughs> Sebastian Alvarez love you um, he's one of the biggest supporters of me launching my law firm at the time so he makes video games he does graphic mm. uh, motion creative graphics. guy yes very creative to my uh, uh-huh. Legal brain. <laughs> yeah, the creative people I noticed, uh, and, and I, I, I like to emphasize this all the time, it's not necessarily the path to happiness, it's mm-hmm. widening the path to yes. happiness and allow more people to see the path. Exactly. And that's what creative people always bring to a team. They, they widen it, you know. And yeah. I agree. I'm creative, so I There see. you go. And you make us think differently about things, too. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when I, to- when I talk to these speakers, it didn't matter if they were man, woman, non-binary, whatever, if it didn't authentically come out like they're there to support these women because the whole purpose was it was the first female recession we had in history mm. right and even though women-led teams uh provide 65 percent more um success tell right? me about yeah. those stats because i was reading <laughs> the information and i was like wow yes. we are so powerful we're so and, powerful. and we don't some women don't give themselves enough credit on how powerful we are. Yes. You know, once you commit and, and, and you are living a purpose-driven life, like Rick mm. Rowan would say, mm-hmm. right, you you can become a dynamite and you can literally accomplish anything. It doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter, you know, your past. It doesn't matter who told you that you can't do something. Mm. You can, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's about surrounding yourself with the right people. It's about connecting with other people who are really creating impact in this world, mm. you know, and, and majority of the time our success comes from our pain, right? Yes. So, so I want to, I want to go into that a little bit because, um, I'm a true believer that most women who are powerful and truly successful, they've gone through some dark mm-hmm. moments. Would, would you think that one of the reasons you are the way you are and you've had the successes that you have is because of what you dealt with? I definitely, you know, it's it's hard to always say like, oh, you have to go through all this darkness to be great, right? Because I, I don't want that to be the case. But yeah. <laughs> it is true that a lot of the women and men, I guess, but especially women I know, went through something because your struggles are your strengths right that's Mm -hmm. what i say your struggles make you stronger Mm -hmm. in the end because you've survived 100 percent of the days you've gone through to be here today absolutely and to go through that and to come out the other side like a phoenix rising from the ashes Mm -hmm. it makes you stronger absolutely and i definitely you know i mentioned at the beginning you know going through all the bullying and that really dark period how how old were you when that happened so (laughs) when well the bullying started when i was like four or five years old Mm -hmm. really when i started going to schools yeah and i started getting you know a little curvy and then (laughs) they noticed that i'm tall and curvy and Uh new and it's uh like oh my god everything that we can bully you about uh-huh. Um, but the um, attempted suicide happened when I was around 11, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And that was really dark because at the time, no one even knew that it happened. Mm. Because I was alone, swallowed some pills, yep. and didn't, thank goodness, didn't work. Yeah. Right? But woke <laughs> Can up. relate to that. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where I look back and I think, man, it really doesn't matter if you have people around you that love you, because my family is super supportive. My, yeah. my mom and dad are extremely loving. They were there. Like, it's not like I came mm-hmm. from a family. My dad wasn't there a lot growing up because we were, you know. Yeah, it's, know. it's emotional. It is. There's so many people that are suffering so much in pain, and it doesn't matter how much love you have it doesn't. in your family. You just get in your mind. You get in your own And you feel like it. there's not a way out. It's so true. You know what I mean? It's this and, dark hole that you're in. And there's so many... Um, 
children, men and women that are suffering alone and they don't have, they feel like there's not an avenue to escape. You know what I mean? And that's the first thing that they think about. And I relate to you because I tried the same thing with pills at um, uh, 12 and 14. You know what I mean? Because I thought there wasn't a way out. And, and our youth needs to hear this, you know what I mean? And, and, and people out there, there is a way out. There are people out there that if you send them a message, it could be a stranger and you let them know, listen, I'm in a dark place. Can you help me? Exactly. You know? And, and they're there. And it's powerful because look at you now. I know. You know what I mean? And I know look you. Look at us now. Look at you now, too. <laughs> look at you now. Wait a second. Time out. Hey. You're epic, Melissa. Hello. Yes. Um, Hello. You know, so, so I know you, you said that you found a place where uh, you got yourself better. Yeah. What did that look like? Where Where did you go for help? So at the time, you know, it wasn't today where we have a lot of like resources with therapy online, mm-hmm. like on your phone. And so a lot of what I did was I actually started looking up books on like, I guess it was like self-help, self-help back then. Yeah. It'd be like happiness, happiness books. And my family saying is positive mental attitude, PMA. Mm. And so I started leaving myself notes everywhere, like sticky notes in my books, on the mirrors, and I, every morning I started saying positive affirmations was really huge about, like, you're beautiful, you're worthy, yeah. you are everything you need. And how, did, how did you know how to do that, though? It was just, I, I don't remember specifically which of the books it was, but yeah. I just remember, because back then you had to go into the library. That was actually a good thing, <laughs> yeah. learning yeah. to be resourceful. Yeah, like I went to the library. Now it's coming through your phone. You know? yeah, yeah, now it's on your phone, so there's more people out there. But at the time, I thought, man, I must be the only person going through this. I wonder if there's any other books about it. And when I went to the library, I remember looking up books about, and they didn't call them affirmations back then. And I forget what exactly the books were. I wish I remembered all these books. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were saying, like, you have to repeat certain things to yourself. And some of them actually came from business books, which is Mm -hmm. weird, that my dad had. Okay. Yeah. And where a lot of it is mindset, Mm -hmm. right? The mindset. um, Meditations is now what they call it, like, meditating and getting more comfortable with yourself yeah but these resources basically were saying repeat these words to yourself because how you talk to yourself is the truth Mm. right so if you tell yourself you're not worthy if you tell yourself you're ugly and you repeat things that everyone else are saying Mm. you internalize it and that's the truth but if you speak i'm beautiful i'm worthy i'm smart and focus on um, I would say that's why I dove into sports a lot. Mm-hmm. So focusing on that kind of health aspect where I was still curvy even when I played sports. Yeah, but, but you were winning. But you're winning. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a team. And so the team, even if they bully you in school, if you make them your teammates and you shine on the court, yeah, yeah, and you allow they them to win. Friends, yes. And you allow them to win with you. Yes. And so that was all part of like networking, right? There you go. That's all relationship building. And that's where I just threw myself into that. And I started talking to my dad a lot too about, hey, you know, dad. I haven't really talked to you a lot. I'm 12 years old now, I guess. Like, what did you do to, like, because he had a rough, you know, uh, trajectory, I would say, from going from singing to de- disc jockeying. He thought he was going to be a teacher. Then he went into sales. And uh, and I remember thinking, that's a that's a weird route, Dad. Tremendous maze. Yeah. So how did you navigate that? How did you get to where you are? Because I'm assuming you didn't do it alone. Mm. And he was the one that gave me these business books. Um, I remember when I got older, like, The Tipping Point oh, was a very really good. big one. Yeah, that was, like, one of the first books that I, Malcolm got. Right. Well, it's the name. And, it's the name of this stu- uh, this ah, station, Blink ah, Radio, from his book Blink. Oh wow! I love it. He I blew my. He blew me away. I, I've read Amazing. his books. It's uh, he's got a way with words. Away and, with them, and like the the perspective he comes on, like some of the studies. Thin slicing. Yeah. 
this. And I remember reading that and thinking, this is such a different perspective. So I mm-hmm. threw myself into positivity, mm-hmm. I guess, like yeah, positivity yeah. and team sports mm-hmm. and focusing on what are the good things around me and a gratitude yes. training kind of thing, right? Yes. Like waking up and feeling like I used to think in my head the darkness was all of the negative. But now I have to wake up and force myself to think, what am I grateful for? I'm here alive. I have a loving family. Mm-hmm. I'm winning in sports. I'm yes. doing well in school. Yes. And you go through a list and then you think, wow, I actually have a lot to fight for, uh-huh. to live for. Mm-hmm. And once you shift that perspective, like even 1% every day, yes. that can be very life-changing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the quantum leap. Yes. like a quantum, <laughs> yeah, You know all the things. You know all the words. Yeah, um, yeah exactly like that. Uh-huh. And but I think the first step is when I talk at, and I love speaking at high schools for mm-hmm. this reason, yes. the first thing that you need to hear is someone else that went through it. Because at the time, mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone else that went through it because my mom was so happy and everyone yeah. was so great. And it seemed like everyone in the world but me was happy. Yeah. But when I speak sometimes at these high schools, I get messages after from especially girls that are curvy saying, you're the first person that has said these things that I've thought in my mind. And you're the first person that has said that they were sad like me or the wow. first person that has been bullied like me. I thought mm. I was the only one. I mm. thought I was a freak. I yes. thought I wasn't worthy. And, I was, and I'm just like, no, you are. And that's yeah. what you're saying. Like, once you, I think it clicks in your head that it's not just you because you feel so isolated. Yes. And you realize, wow, there's other people like me and but they look like that now. Mm-hmm. Like, they look like this. Yes. <laughs> Queen. On stage, right? <laughs> yes. Like, she looks very different. Like, 11-year-old me would never think that this would be the the me today, right? Yes. Like, if I went back to 11-year-old me, she'd be like, first of all, <laughs> I don't like pink, so I don't know why you're wearing pink. I yeah. was all black and wearing sweaters. And, yeah. You're and covering that, up yourself. Covering up myself because I, I wanted to make myself smaller. Mm. And now I take up space. Yes, right? I love that. So I think that the the first thing is just realizing you're not alone. Absolutely. I um we got to do something with high schools because I was just mm-hmm. uh, the keynote speaker at the uh, youth summit, uh, Martin oh, Luther King yes. Youth Summit, and I was able to speak in su- in front of seven high schools, oh, so and that amazing. was my first time speaking in front of the youth. <gasps> and I was like, how have I not done this before? Yeah. It's very empowering, you know. It's and very- and and then I had three other high schools reach out to me because. Of of that that yes. want me to speak so I'm gonna have to bring you with me yes yes, yes. and it, it was so powerful because they were at once I was done with my keynote they were asking me questions they were like about mindset about mm. how do you get rid of negative people toxic mm. thoughts um feeling curvy and you know mm-hmm. not loving their body and I was like wow these students need us you know because right. we, we cater a lot to entrepreneurs business professionals people who have gone through that stage already right but this stage needs us the most i believe i agree with you You know what i mean it's where it all starts oh my goodness um and 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 it was powerful i'm and i said to myself i get to step in to help high school students yes you know so let's let's do something i love it yes yes using the sports analogy you know you guys can really help them get to first base so they can steal second yeah. Ooh, or knock it all the way home. Yeah, or knock it home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it, really, it really is that. You have to widen their path. Yes. I love what you said about widening the path, too. Yeah. A lot of people think it's a destination. It's Correct. a lot more people to see. And everybody has a different destination anyway. Mm-hmm. But, man, widen it so that more people can see. And Absolutely. not necessarily show them the path because everybody's got their own. Right. But widen it so they can start seeing it. Like, oh, and it's not all linear. It's very cool. Yeah, and that's why it's not, 
about you know they say what's the what's the joke in the industry like she was a 10 year overnight success right yeah like, like people see the end result yeah. but they don't see the 10 years the 20 years the 30 years of darkness work whatever you can, that went you into can it. see it in the interviews with elon musk man when oh, he yeah. talks about his failures boy oh, he yeah. was driven to the ground man. Mm-hmm. he was one launch away from total bankruptcy oh, yeah. that means pissing away paypal pissing oh, yeah. away the digitization of the yellow pages those were stepping stones to get to a, a little known company that nobody knew who it was mm-hmm. called Tesla. Uh-huh. People think he invented Tesla. No, right, no he, he acquired it and fixed it. it. Yeah. And then he, what does he do? He takes a leap to freaking rockets. I know SpaceX. The like, only I man. The only man. Think about the. Uh, you, think about you guys, 2.0 in his regard. Yeah. Uh, he's the only man on planet Earth who can say and really pull it off. I want to be born. I want to be known to have been born on Earth, but I want to be known to have died on Mars. Oh, wow! Which is a hello. That's a goal. That's a, that's a goal. That's a goal if I ever heard. Hello, yeah, that's like the most mind-boggling comment I, I've ever heard. I would. Like I want to, to live be... and die on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to ever die, though. So that's another thing, I guess. Yeah, we live on. We live on. This is just. I'd like to live forever. I don't think we ever really <laughs> die. Our soul continues. Yeah, you know, we, we have the energy. Yeah, we keep on going on to yeah. funner places. It's just and look that, at it that way. But that's the struggles. Like yeah. but what you're saying, yeah, there's struggles that everyone goes through Absolutely. that we don't know. And uh, when you have more diverse teams, so mm-hmm. when you have women-led teams or you have more diversity in your teams, you have these perspectives. Mm. You have all these people that have struggled, yes. so they might have different strengths. Yes. And that's why when we were talking about the stats, that's why women-led teams outperform all male teams by 65%. That's wow. why female founders bring 35% more ROI to their investors. But despite that, we're only getting 2.4% of VC funding. Wow. Why do you think that is? Um, well, so when you look at the stats, a lot of it is, number one, the VC investors tend to look like men that are white, like white men from Silicon Valley, like the Bros Club, uh-huh. unfortunately, which yeah. is just, you know, that's how it evolved, unfortunately, for women investors. Um, but so they have less trust in women because mm-hmm. they've only ever worked with men, usually at higher levels. Um, so yeah, it gets cured over time. Right. It gets As cured women over time. are more longer, longer in the workplace. In. They're exactly. going to be the venture capitalists. They're the ones giving the money. Yeah. That's what we're trying. Yeah. yeah. And that's the more money that we want. And so I think when the investors look at it, they think, okay, am I going to go with this women led team that I don't really have any connection with, or mm. I don't understand their story. You know, a lot of women founders do companies for social good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of investors don't understand that even if it has social good, it can provide an ROI. Look at chat GBT. Mm. And everything that all of that AI, that's yeah, that's AI doing, stuff. and that's a, they're a nonprofit originally. Now they're a capped profit, but so that's for technically was supposed to be for social good. Oh, okay. But when uh, a lot of male investors, you've surveyed them, they say, "Oh, I don't want social good. I want profit." But social good can give profit. So female founders want things that are going to provide both, which is mm-hmm. why they have better ROI. Mm-hmm. Um, but so if, if they don't look like the investors and you don't relate to the investors, the investors want to give money to someone else. And mm-hmm. you don't have a track record. But like you were saying, over time, women are now, we're seeing the stats. Yeah, and man. we're seeing the more, more women billionaires that are going to invest in other women. Yeah. And so women, uh, that's why Women for Success is so near and dear to me, because when we give these women the grants and we do the one-year incubator program, mm-hmm. a huge part of it is how are you going to pitch to get that investment? Mm. How are you going to pitch to get the money so that you can scale your business? <laughs> because another part of it that I guess isn't even in the stats is women don't always ask for the money too, mm-hmm. right? Because the, I think the survey show The clothes. They don't right. have the clothes. 
they don't know. They don't know how to close, or they don't. They don't have the confidence. They don't have uh-huh. the confidence to say, "Yes, I would like a million dollars for my business." Yes. Right. Whereas on the Silicon Valley side, a lot of those businesses, and now we've seen the path might be negative for some. Like they go to jail now, but they're asking <laughs> for millions of dollars for a business when they might not even have the whole business together. Yes. But they're still getting millions and millions of dollars, or even billions in some cases. Mm-hmm. So we want to teach women, and I, and I think that's from like lean in mentality as well. Like even asking for raises at work or bonuses. Yeah. Yeah, you don't ask, you don't get. If you want to take cold in Spanish, bebito que no llora, no mama. Baby doesn't cry, right. doesn't get, get the breast. bottle. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the loudest baby gets the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's part of confidence building. Absolutely. So tell me about Women's for Success because this is, this is new, right? Yeah. How long ago did you start that? So uh, May 2020. Okay. May 2020, that's when we had the virtual conference. Uh-huh. We raised money and we were able to bring people together uh, for a common goal. So what is the what does it look like the incubator what like how do people join what do they get where can they find information and yes. you know give me all the all the deets all the deets yes yes <laughs> so women for success Every year, we will open up applications for our next year's Business Showers Grant and Incubator Program. Okay. So this year, it's already closed. On okay. January 30th, we're okay. having the showers. Okay, so every, yes. It's open to the public. You yes. can come. You can go to giveforsuccess.org. Okay. And you can look up the event tickets. And if you use code EPIC20, that's all capital letters, you get 20% off oh for being goodness. part of the Epic Talks fam and community. Yes. Um, but you can be a part of it. And the tickets, 100% of the proceeds, whether you're a sponsor, coming as a ticket, go to fund the grants and the incubator. And the women that we have, we have nine amazing women this year from South Florida. And they get a $500 grant. Okay. That will be given to them upon graduation from the incubator. Okay. And the incubator is a one-year program. We go over the foundational elements. We make sure, obviously, as the legal background, make sure they have all their contracts, the formation in place, they formed correctly, all the foundational elements. Because if your queendom is on a shaky foundation, uh-huh. it's going to crumble. Yes. Right? Yes. So we want to make sure that that's a lasting queendom to yes. create generational wealth. Yes. And the next part of that is then confidence-building mindset. Mm. making sure we have the right mentality because some people have a bad relationship with money. Yes. Right? Some which people, could lead to a bad relationship with your mind. Which is a bad relationship with your mind, especially if you start making money. Yes. Right? So that's why some businesses fail because they make money, but then their relationship with money is, oh, rich people are bad. And, okay. And so then they start giving it away or losing it, and they're not really building that generational wealth. So it's a lot of mindset shifting, making sure they know how to network. Yes. And build relationships. Yes. And then the second half is all about their financials, their financial goals, making sure their finances are set. And then how can they pitch to get investors? Gotcha. And so the graduation is their culmination of the pitch. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they have their pitch together. They have a business plan. They have their goals set. They know where they're going. Hopefully. So last year's program we had uh, one of our queens received a $50,000 investment from Bank of America. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, from our program. So that was really big success. A lot of them collaborated with each other. Two of them launched new lines of clothing lines of business and did some collabs with each other. Um, we had them delegate. They, fr- they hired their first employees. Nice. Right? That's because that's a, that's a huge thing for a business, yes. actually. No, make payroll. And make payroll. <laughs> that right? puts a yeah. lot of heat on it you. It puts a lot of heat. And, and some people also don't want to let go. Mm. They don't want to let go of uh, these things, uh, yeah, right? Like the control. Yeah, the control, micromanaging, micromanaging everything. Yes. And you have to, you can't, there's no way I could be here today and have those businesses unless I delegated. Mm-hmm. Or Absolutely. else I'd just be at my computer 
every hour of the day Absolutely. doing something. Yeah. So you have to learn how to delegate, how to let certain things go. The parts of the business that are only you, so for instance, only I can network how I network. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So I need to focus on those things that I can serve best my businesses and my clients, mm -hmm. and I can still manage things and be the lawyer that shows up in court, be the lawyer that makes sure we have all the arguments correct, be the networking maverick that's yeah. empowering women and showing up at conferences and speaking, be the founder of Women for Success, the queen helping the community and creating generational impact. But you can't do it alone. Absolutely not. So that was a huge win with these women. And besides, it's no fun. Yeah, it's no fun. I'm not, do you want this behind a computer uh, all day? Yeah. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> Gotta show your magic. Yes. My husband would love that. <laughs> He'd be like, just stay with me. Yeah, yeah. That's... No, no, but that's these women. So that's why these business showers to me are so important because when we launched our business, everyone, I would say, didn't respond the way that when I announced we were getting married. Mm. When Sebastian and I announced we were getting married, and we got married in January 2020, right? Yeah. Right before the pandemic. Yeah. But no one came to me and said, oh, you're going to get married? But divorce. Why are you going to give up the single life? Like, yeah. like no one said that. Mm -hmm. And so we have bridal showers, we have baby showers, but we don't have business showers. Mm -hmm. So the whole point behind business showers is changing society's perspective on women choosing non-traditional paths mm -hmm. and celebrating them, bringing the community together to say, we, we love that you're doing this, we love you're choosing this, and we're supporting you just like we would shower someone with a wedding, mm -hmm. just like we would shower someone having a baby. You're having a business baby. I love that. And we want to just support you. And that's what January 30th is all about. That's a genius idea. Thank I you. love it. I love and it. And it's not, I didn't come up with it. I will say, I didn't come up with the okay. whole idea. Elon Musk has talked about it before. Um, Bethany, our friend, yes, has the business warming. Yes, shout out Bethany, had had it um, as well. And it, I had seen it online for years. People saying, why don't we have business showers? And, yes. and then I was like, well, let's do it. Like everyone's talking about why don't we have it? And we want to do that. So that's what Women for Success is doing now. That's amazing. I, I, I do have a question. What does the incubator look like? Like, is it Zoom calls every single day? Is, is it a portal that they sign up to? Ooh, I want to know more about good that. Good question. Yes. So it's a combination. So last year was virtual. We did uh, via Zoom. We had uh, a group where they had like a Telegram group where they can connect with each other. And then we had monthly meetings where you would have the Zoom calls, learn from someone, have the recordings. And then every month they would have assignments that they needed to work on mm. for the next month. Got um, it. So for instance, one of their first assignments now is meeting one of the other showerees and networking with them and building a connection before the business shower happens. Right, so that they have these little assignments that are helping them. No, make you work. You gotta make work. Make you work, right? You, you gotta empower. You yourself. gotta empower it, and you gotta you gotta put in the work because you're only gonna get out of it what you put in Absolutely. right for every debit there's a credit right? yes for every credit there's a debit so yes, you need yes. to make sure that you're putting into it and that's why we have the grant be part of the graduation because we want to make sure they're committed mm -hmm. we want to make sure they're attending and putting in the work that everyone else in the group is how do you know that they're putting in the work so if they don't turn in their assignments or they don't show up the next month having completed any of the tasks that we had okay then we say okay and the amount of excuses and the to excuses, a minimum yeah. how, how many assignments are you giving them per week or per month just one big one okay per month so we have one two-hour session a month so this year it's going to be in person actually okay so we're going to meet in person with the the speakers and whatever the topic is and Got learn it. then they'll get one main assignment that they have to complete before the next month gotcha and they're allowed two months of absences where you know we understand life happens emergencies happen they might not be in town but they still have to complete the homework and review the work 
Got it. And so that's so the that forces them to bind with someone else if Correct. they're not there. Exactly, yeah. and that's what the whole idea is about. To reach out to someone, reaching out, yeah. and asking for help, which is something that a lot of women, you know, don't always do, mm. where they don't know to ask for help, but they, they are forced to ask for help if they don't understand it. Especially and if they, they weren't there, and if they're not there, <laughs> they, yeah. they can see the recording maybe, but they're not going to get all the information. And this year, because in person, we're not doing the Zoom recordings. Got it. So they, they need to get the information from one of the other queens. Wow, fantastic! And yeah, so. So that's all, all the accountability and more more so when we interviewed these when we narrowed it down to these nine we made sure they understood this is a commitment because mm-hmm. we're investing a lot in you and yeah. the community is investing a lot in you and our amazing shout out to all of our partners at the <laughs> coral gables women's club and everything and yes. you can check them out at giftforsuccess.org <laughs> but the they're all coming together to invest in you so we need to make sure that you're committed investing back in them absolutely and we make that a a huge part of the incubator program and it seems to pay off really well and the women that attend that put in the work they see they see the returns absolutely you got to do the work yeah so um do you have the incubator closed right now do you do it do you open it up once a year and then that's when they sign up correct so when's the next uh uh, application of 2023 Okay. Winter. So, but you can become part of our community. So, uh, other than the business showers, we're starting in February doing a casual conversation with queens okay. where we meet up. It's not a networking event per se, it's more of a support kind of group where we have a topic. Erica from Shiny Shears is going to be leading it, one of our amazing board members. And the topic everyone gets to talk about and help each other. Got it. And so, that isn't part of our incubator program, that's just being part of our community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we also have things like uh, in September, we're going to have our first in person conference. Okay. So, it's going to be all about you know creating that generational wealth and wealth building. And there's all these opportunities to get involved in our community. If you want to be part of the queendom, again, men, women, non binary, kings, queens, non binary royalty are welcome. Although, you will be surrounded by a lot of queens, so yes. just come ready to, to meet other queens. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but you can become part of it, and if you're part of our community, you'll know when the applications are open. We post it online. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, at Networking Maverick, okay. I post about it. It'll be open usually for about a month or two. Okay. Um, November, October, November, December is usually when we release it, and then we close it out, and then interview, do the interviews for the finalists, and then choose... And then January is when we have the shower. I'm so excited. January 30th is the next event. At what time is it? 6.30 p.m. 6.30 p.m. until what time? At the Coral Gables Women's Club till 9.30. 9.30? There will be drinks, food, celebrations. DJ Riri is going to be spinning those beats for us. DJ Riri, what's up? (laughs) And our catering is going to be supplying the food. So we're excited to partner with them. Coral Gables Women's Club, if you haven't been beautiful venue we're mm-hmm. going to be in the choral room it's just uh we're going to have a 360 photo booth nice. yeah so we're always fun yeah so there's going to be a lot of connections cocktails and conversations amazing and, uh, location and coral gables women's club yes. but uh you can tell i'm a man i, I, oh, yeah. I was well, actually thinking of the dress oh yes uh well i don't know the exact i think it's like one they have their own building and everything it's their own building. location for a long time yeah yeah you know where miracle mile is yes it's like a couple blocks up the street from there. Okay, so it's cool. right in the Coral Gables area and the heart of the Gables, so to speak. And they're actually a really great 
uh, women's club as well. I'm part of their uh, membership. Uh So they love supporting and giving back to the community, and they host a lot of events there as well. So you get to check it out in case you want to host an in-person event. I love that. Definitely going to check it out. I'm always looking for new venues for Epic Talks. And you can get your tickets at giveforsuccess.org. Giveforsuccess.org. And if you use EPIC20, all capital letters, you get 20% off your ticket. That's amazing. Thank you so much for for your generosity, and thank you for being here. One more thing. What is the best piece of advice you could give a woman right now that is feeling stuck and she wants to break to through to step into her greatness? Ooh, okay. Well, I'll give you I'll give you the the acronym DNA. Mm. So it's all in your DNA mm. is what I, I like to say. So D is do something in the next 24 hours that scares you. Ooh. Whatever just popped into your head, you're doing it, right? Do, yes, yes, you do it. You've been thinking about it. A lot of times you don't take action. Do it in the next 24 hours and is never give up, like we already covered. Never yes, give up on yourself. Never give up. never give up on your opportunities. Say yes to them. And the A is always remember that your struggles are your strengths. So mm. if today you're going through a struggle, know that you're going to overcome it and it's going to become one of your biggest strengths. Mm-hmm. And it's going to become a message that you tell other people. It's going to become something you use in your businesses. It's going to be what sets you apart mm-hmm. from everyone else. So always remember that it's in your DNA. I love that. I just want to acknowledge you for who you be. <laughs> who you be. You are a true queen, a, someone that really cares about lifting others, especially women up. Doesn't matter what you go through. All of your successes. I'm so excited to continue, you know, watching you flourish, winning and Changing millions of lives because I'm a true believer that that's that's your path. I'm going to see you on stages all over the world, and I can't wait to watch that growth. And thank you for being here. Where can people find you one more time? You can find me on Instagram at Networking Maverick. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also go on our website, giveforsuccess.org. Or you can check us out at Mars Cano and Leva, our business and family law attorneys at MLSquire.com. Amazing. Thank you. And for those of you listening, (laughs) next week is Epic Talks. We have Epic Talks Think and Grow Rich. We have the president of the Think and Grow Rich Institute as our keynote speaker. If you're looking to meet individuals like Lauren, other entrepreneurs, business professionals who are uh, winning at life and even people who are still trying to figure out their path, you don't want to miss the number one entrepreneurship business event in Miami. You can find us at EpicTalks.com and our Instagram is EpicTalksMiami. So I'll see you guys next week. Thank you, Lauren, for being here. Thank you so much. WSQF 94.5 FM. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Blink Radio.